Hello everyone, this is Dola with Love in Your Life. Welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about relationships. Um, everyone that knows me or has been listening to me uh, knows that I sort of um, go back and forth between speaking about a subject that I'm um, very familiar with from a professional standpoint, which is career matters, um, and those uh, subjects which I have studied for my life, <laughs> which because I have great interest in, which has to do with relationships. And it's interesting because even when I talk about relationships or I write about them or I read about them, you know, when the, the, the issues that have to do with one-on-one -on -one relationships, for example, our friendships and our love relationships, really the information can be, you know, considered for the relationship among people, you know, groups and uh, nations, and it's all the same stuff, right? Um, if you think about it, it's the content is similar, you just have to change the context. So if I'm talking one-on-one, -on -one, which I usually am on this particular podcast, um, the information can be, uh, can be um, accepted, used, learned for the purposes of bigger projects like, you know, work relationships or world relationships or nation relationships. And um, I just want to make that comment because, um, you know, oftentimes I talk about relationships, which has been something I have had a lifelong interest in. Uh, therefore, I do read a lot about it. I do study it. I, I was in school with my graduate studies, try, getting um, uh, what the degree was called was social foundations, but I certainly was studying a an individual, John Gottman, and I mentioned him on this program before, who is a psychologist who has studied um, relationships and in particular why they don't work. So, so one of the things I wanted to talk about is some of his work, um, John Gottman's work has to do with what he called the four uh, horsemen of the apocalypse. And if you think about the word apocalypse, right, he's talking about the end of relationships, the doom of relationships, right? And the reason I want to bring this up, not because I like to talk about, you know, um, gloom and doom or, or negative um, things, but just the the idea that learning about what goes wrong in relationship can sometimes alert us and cause us to have a greater consciousness about our own behavior within relationships. And so I think it's a learning experience and I'm all about that, right? So John Gottman called criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling the the tiebreakers of a relationship, right? And if you think about those words, like I said, you can extrapolate that to, you know, any type of combination of relationships and it, because it's so true. Uh, for example, in the world today with the criticism thing, let's talk about criticism. So, you know, it's, it's political, uh, you know, uh, there are wars <laughs> that are going on with respect to um, criticism, right? One, uh, the right is, is criticizing the left. Um, so there's a great deal of polarization uh, that occurs in our politics that really is technically unnecessary. And by the way, 
it's it's a deal breaker. It's a tiebreaker. It's a doom, right? Uh, the apocalypse, the end of time, end of relationships. Um, and, and to the extent that we keep criticizing one another, uh, things don't get done, right? You stay in that space of criticism and it's my opinion against your opinion. And at the end of the day, it's just opinion, right? So my thought is, why not let's find a way to work this through where you get a little, I get a little. It's just kind of like balancing, you know, what I want and need for what you want and need so that we can all live happily. You know, we might not get everything and, and we never will, right? But that's, that's, that's the nature of our humanity um we're not going to be 100 percent um on anything so so i look at john gottman's um warnings about this stuff you know criticism being like i said the first one because you know to the extent that we're critical of one another whether it's our partner or the other political party the one that we're not you know affiliated with Whatever it is, when we're in that space of criticism, we're really doomed. So what do we, what do, how can we correct that? You know, let's look at how we can correct being critici- criticizing. And, and, and if you look at, if you look at the idea of balance and um, listening to someone and taking into account their point of view, particularly on a one-to-one relationship, right? Um, whether it's your spouse or your friend or whatever, criticizing them is not going to, to resolve anything. It's, it's more or less going to be a discussion without criticism. So criticism doesn't really have any, um, any room here. It's discussion and resolution based on each one getting something out of it and me withholding my criticism in for the for the benefit of both parties being ending up walking away you know a little content or or more content than if I am being criticized or I am criticizing so on both ends you know you're not going to walk away happy whether you're the criticizer or the one being criticized the second one defensiveness this always um, this always made me wonder, um, you know, why do people get so defensive? I always, um, I was always intrigued by defensive behavior, because at the at the end at the at the at the at the crux of defensiveness is a person that jumps to their position is really saying, I'm, 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 I'm anticipating criticism. I'm anticipating not being accepted. So I'm going to be defensive. I'm going to, I'm, fe- I'm feeling threatened. So I'm going to counter uh, this by being defensive or denying or rushing to some sort of conclusion and, you know, getting in your face and uh, whatever it is. Defensiveness doesn't resolve anything either, does it? It, it, it really, and, and when you and when you are feeling defensive, you need to ask yourself why. I mean, because the the truth is, there is no defense necessary, right? You are of a certain opinion. You are of a certain um, thought, and someone is of another. And in there's space for both of you to have that. And there's nothing about what you are or who you are or what you think that's any better or worse than what I am and what I think and what I do. Um, 
so defensiveness is kind of I know in Course in Miracles I love that line that says in my my uh in my defenselessness my safety lies I love that line I always did love that line so um I think of it a lot when I um I, I don't really think I'm very defensive anymore because it's taken me a long time to learn and to understand that there is no reason for me being defensive because the truth is if I'm if I'm being truthful, if I'm being honest, there is no need for defensiveness, right? I, I really don't think that comes from a position of truth. It comes from a position of being being concerned about or threatened about something that you feel you're guilty about, I think, okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, I love some of this information because it helps us enlighten us to, uh, it enlightens us to the um, things that go wrong in relationship. And gosh, you know, we're not here alone. We have all kinds of relationships, familial, love, friendship, uh, you know, professional. I, we have so many relationships that we deal with every day. It's very important to know this. So now we've talked about criticism and defensiveness. How about contempt? That probably is my worst one. I mean, that's the one that I really don't like at all. I mean, like I don't even, I don't even want to believe that it exists, but it does, right? It's, it's generally, a, a, it comes from a pattern of attitudes and behaviors um, that have to do, you know, at, with, at the bottom of it, when you dig it all out, it's about disgust and anger at somebody, right? That's why I don't like it. It's because, you know, beneath everything I'm thinking when I'm contemptuous toward another, I'm thinking that you're not worth it. You're, you, you're not, you know, you're beneath me. You're not worth my time. You're not worth my consideration. You're not worth the ear that I want you know that I should be giving you to listen to you because your 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 point of view doesn't matter, and I think that's going on in the world right now, right? Um, contempt for the other side, you know, contempt for what we feel the wrongs were perpetrated, the wrongs that had been perpetrated on us. Say if we are a person of color, that's going on big time right now. So I'm contemptuous about people who have uh you know historically been anti whatever it is I feel I am right um and I feel very very um um I feel very angry toward that group that has caused me uh grief and I do understand that believe me I always felt like in between everything you know so I didn't necessarily know where I stood you know uh white or black or I mean I, I knew I wasn't black but I I you know I knew I wasn't really white either but um I mean I don't think I am you know being of middle eastern descent I I I think we call I mean it's in Asia and and it could be considered just uh, Middle Eastern and I don't think that that's that's unique um, and it's probably not white although I really don't know honestly and I don't really care <laughs> because because it's irrelevant it's just like everything like that is irrelevant to me it's it's why is that 
an issue. Why? Why is it even an issue? I, I, I guess, you know, I don't understand all, all the hullabaloo around it because we, we definitely love people of all colors, of all religions, of all kinds, and we all demonstrate that. The people that I see every day, we all demonstrate that we are not prejudiced, that we are, you know, completely accepting of one another. We don't like bad behavior, and whether you're white, black, or purple, that's going to be true. Um, but other than that, I. I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole, um, you know, wholesale view on, uh, on looking at uh, a particular uh, group and calling them um, prejudiced to the extent that I'm contemptuous now um, toward them with disgust and anger toward them. I don't like that. And again, that's not advancing the relationship. That's not a positive forward. Uh, you know, that's not going to get us to resolution or to love or to uh, living together in peace and harmony. No way, Jose. Okay. These are the apocalypse, right? These, these are the horsemen of the apocalypse. And then the fourth one, stonewalling. I think more often than not, I think of stonewalling as more, more or less in, um, you know, one-on-one relationships. Uh, namely husband and wife for some reason I think of that because um, because stonewalling is an interesting um, you know horseman so to speak it's it's not communicating it's not cooperating it's choosing that stance in lieu of or in fear of it getting uh, you know it escalating you think that by not saying something um, that you're you know that you're really going to de-escalate something but in effect it really kind of demonstrates your disregard for someone someone else's thoughts and opinions Um, so so it's more frustrating for the person that's being stonewalled you know, why won't you talk to me? Why won't you communicate? Why do you think that by standing there and not even allowing a conversation to take place, why do you think that's res- a, res- a resolution? Um, and, and I again, I think of it as husband-wife, but, you know, can be or, uh, you know, whatever, uh, spousal relationships. But um, I think it's more, you know, it's, 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 everything you know um it's everything i mean it can be it can be considered uh to be bigger than one-on-one relationships so so why do we do it why do we do it let's get to that because i know we're getting close to um you know 15 minutes anyways we do it to protect ourselves now when i say that normally that sounds like oh, well that's a good thing you're protecting yourself no no it's not it's the opposite of uh, being vulnerable. It is vulnerability brings us in re- into relationships, into intimacy with another person, being vulnerable, being uh, open and, and honest and uh, communicative and non-defensive and not, uh, you know, stonewalling or having contemptuous feelings toward another. Because remember, the other thing that we talk about a lot of times is nonverbal rela- nonverbal communication. That it gets communicated whether you speak it or not by your behavior, your the look in your eye, your stance of your body, your arms being folded, or um, you know, in some kind of position that indicates negativity. Um, you know, it's it's. We do it to protect ourselves. Protect ourselves from what? In my estimation, is protecting yourself uh, from being intimate in relationships. 
And if that's your goal, and I don't think it is, I don't think it's anyone's goal to do that, um, that would be, uh, you would be winning if you were to engage in the four horsemen of um, the apocalypse. The those are self sabotaging behaviors, and they're and they are very complicated and very hidden behind the scenes. You can't really, you know. Sometimes you can call it, but the other person won't admit it. And um, you know, if you if you feel from the beginning that it's not going to work, that the relationship is not going to work, you probably should end it before you begin it, because in essence, you're you're saving two people a lot of grief. Um, and and the you need to analyze your behavior inside a relationship you can only take responsibility and control of your own behavior inside a relationship and ask yourself you know do I do that do I stonewall do I criticize how frequently do I do that um and then you try to get to the root of your behavior what are you doing that for is it from a past thing that has been in your mind and you have you know basically developed a pattern and and, um, you know, that defensiveness, for example, uh, coming from, you know, a relationship with a parent that now you feel, you know, that you have to, you know, protect yourself because you're, you're going to be criticized. Maybe you had a parent that criticized. But don't extrapolate that from a parent to your spouse because you're never going to make that relationship work. And I think your intent when you took on a spouse was to make it work. And I think looking at these four horsemen will allow you to at least do some kind of self-reflection so that you take responsibility for your part in, in creating the stress inside of a relationship, not, um, not you know, always looking at your partner and seeing the wrong in them. You know, that's why people do go to a counselor so a third party can look at it very, um, you know, non, uh, very objectively and, and give some feedback to the couple, say, for example, um, to see what, what can, um, what kind of discussion can take place that gets them to some type of resolution or at least acknowledgement of their peace in creating the stress within a relationship. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you analyze yourself, you'll, you'll, you'll look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse and, uh, and understand how you count on them to protect you. Protect you from what though? And again, you know, once you understand it's protecting you from being close to somebody, then, you know, your, your thought ought to, ne next thought ought, ought to be, well, that's dumb because I want to be close to that person. I really do. So I'm self-sabotaging um, I'm use, uh, I'm, my behaviors are self-sabotaging um, to this relationship. And if that's not your goal, and I don't think it is, if you, like I said, if you went into this with um, the understanding that you wanted this to be a relationship, then, um, you know, consider that you're both on the same team. You you're talk about your goals together. You um, look at your, your partner as a partner and a, a partnership. And you ask yourself what what can I do to be self-loving rather than self-protecting I think that's probably the biggest question and you know I would look at that as the big picture with uh, the political uh, environment and the cultural issues that we're facing today but I guess I have to stop here because it's almost 20 minutes um 
Anyway, I hope you got something out of this. I know it was a little bit disjointed, but what I want to do is talk about relationships so that we can all, you know, have that thought that maybe that, you know, some little beam of light gets through and says, wow, that was really helpful to hear it in that way. That's how I often learn is I, I, I know this stuff. I've heard this stuff, but boy, does it sound differently in this context. And I really got something from the way in which it was said today. So anyway, love in your life, guys, personally and professionally, all the time. You need love in your life. Until next time, everyone. Bye.